You're about to listen to episode 64 of Women Who Kill. Hey, if you're liking the show so far, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps me out, helps new people find the show. The more people find the show, the longer I can keep doing this. And uh, I kind of want to keep doing this for a long time because what, what else do we have? We've been in, we've been in, the apocalypse has been upon us for more than a year now. I have a birthday coming up. That's real exciting. I have a birthday coming up in a few days. And uh, my last birthday, last year, I spent recovering from, let's hope it was a very bad cold. Now I'm starting to think maybe it wasn't a very bad cold, but that was last January. And uh, now this January, I'm about to spend a second birthday in the apocalypse. So so that's fun. Uh, if you want to support the show with your dollars, by the way, you can stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. You can get up. Uh, access to bonus content i send out free stuff once in a while i send out merch things like that it's worth it check it out our guest today a very funny comedian savannah disarmo Woo, that's me what is up (laughs) um you know living life and on top of that thriving oh you're thriving yeah (laughs) that's good Not everyone can say that at this point in time. I'm choosing to say that to just sort of manifest something. something, Oh, okay. uh, Okay. Better. So what's really going on? Um, Oh, just general um, unrest, both on a a government level and uh, inside of my mind sort of way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'm okay. I am drink. I'm drinking uh, more water daily than I did last year, and it actually is improving my mental state in a way that is shocking who who would have thought yeah i used to get i was i was waking up with like crushing headaches and i was like i'm i'm fucking dying i'm dying this is what's happening which in a way you Uh, probably were and then uh yeah then i i drank a a single bottle of water i was like (laughs) oh my i drank 16 ounces of water it changed my life that's all it takes it's crazy we're made of the stuff this episode is sponsored by water (laughs) our bodies need it and we just we reject it's true like children yep. i'm a child <laughs> uh yeah everything is uh everything is crazy our our nation is is fall when has america not been falling apart though really we're, we're not gonna get too deep into to political banter because that's not what the show is about mm-hmm. but <laughs> who'd you vote for no <laughs> <laughs> we just had the dumbest uprising of all time you know one thing you know one Good thing about white supremacists in America mm. is that is that they're they're so stupid. Yeah, the Nazis of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one America. We are so lucky that they're not as smart as the Nazis of like nineteen thirties Germany because they might have succeeded. It's it's true. I mean, we are blessed with some of the dumbest, just as dumb as they come. The way they sort Some of just of the dumbest racists of all time. They did do, federally speaking, the the worst thing they could do, um, and they did it without an identity <laughs> hidden in sight. <laughs> they record. They it, recorded it. That. They recorded it. They and they posted it. it. That's funny. They, they put it on all of the social media channels. Yeah, they're like, let me immediately put this on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. And also Tinder. The The main thing I took away from that is that our capital looks like it was made to be rock climbed. <laughs> I do feel like the building, like looking at that footage, I was like, those are footholds. 
Would you agree? Well, another thing about the there were people you saw people scaling the walls. That's what I mean. Um, there there are stairs to the left and right. Well, there's stairs for you know the per- the people who work there, and uh-huh. that was one way to storm it. And then the walls. <laughs> I mean, I guess it maybe the point is that the Capitol shouldn't be built like a fortress, but. Should be built like a pier, like a yeah. Pier, but, like, I guess the point is that you don't think it's going to be stormed, but why? Why'd they make it easy on them? Why? why well, let's not let's not victim blame the the capital. <laughs> you know, you're so right. If they didn't want us to climb the wall, why'd they make it so climbable? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I want to make clear my stance is I am an ally to the <laughs> to the very building of the capital, and dare I say it, <laughs> democracy. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> The whole premise of of the Capitol being stormed was uh, built on the fake news mm-hmm. of uh, of a, an illegitimate election, and you know it made me think: what more timely story to tell than a story about a lady who was given the title of America's first serial killer? She didn't earn it, and to this day, people believe mm-hmm. it. This episode is a crossover between fake news and true crime. We're going to be talking about Lavinia Fisher. I will ask, was she the first, was she described as the first serial killer or the first female serial killer? The first female American serial killer is, is the title Got it. That, that she's been, uh, been given. And I don't know who officially gave her this right. title. And what's crazy is she may not have killed anyone. <laughs> Not not even not exactly. even one person. Not even one person. I'm gonna say this could only happen to a white lady. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's that's our power. But I will just say she may be presented as white, but uh, some of my research indicates that she may not have been white. What? Yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Let's get into it. Now, Lavinia Fisher mm-hmm. was born. Allegedly, in 1793, no one knows what month or day she was born, which is interesting. Nothing is known about her early childhood. It's like she didn't even exist until she got married. Right. So actually, this is a perfect opportunity for me to say why. Well, okay. So basically, and I, and I got this from, I, I, I feel like it's appropriate for me to, to say what my sources are. Sure. I listen to a few other podcast true crime podcasts which, which is a passion of mine um i listened uh-huh. to southern fried true crime i listened to criminal broads okay. both of them sourced um a book called six miles to charleston by bruce Orr. yes there's evidence that supports that lavinia was actually a former slave of the fisher family what yes that Okay, out of everything that I read, I did not find that information. The story goes is that she was a slave of the Fisher family, and it would have been her husband's, who would become her husband's uncle. And then her and her future husband fell in love, and there are literal um, papers supporting that she was sold to another family, probably because the uncle was trying to keep the marriage from happening. And during that time, and I think throughout slavery when slaves were born into the family when the mother already belonged to the family she -hmm. would just get the last name of the family that she belonged to so she was Lavinia Fisher because that was the family that 
she was quote unquote born into. Do you know that that meme of Chris Pratt before we realized that he was a terrible person mm -hmm. uh, when he was still a chubby, lovable mm -hmm. Chris Pratt from The Office? And he's making that what <laughs> face. Yes. <gasps> and so Lavinia, That's how I feel Lavinia right and her to be husband, John, both had the same last name because they were in the, you know, I, I don't want to say she was a part of the family because she had her own family, but she she had the Fisher last name and so did he. And they they went off. And this is the reason that they had to be live outside of city lines. They were sort of exiling themselves from society in a way. But, you know, part, part of the reason that this story has has now, was she white passing? I, 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 she must have been. She must have been. And, and we'll get right. to a reason for that later. But um, uh -huh. yeah, everybody talks about how beautiful she is. And I think that's the staying power. That's the reason this story has stayed around so long is because, because she's hot. she was so hot. And I think he, and I'm going to go on record and say that he probably was too. That would make this story interesting for me to picture in my mind. So I'm just going to imagine them both as sort of gorgeous tens. So... Yeah, no, I, I, that might indicate why we don't have very much information on her birth or even her childhood. She sort of mm -hmm. pops into existence once she's married, which they there. I don't right. think there's a marriage license. They were common law married, and they and they could get away with it, which was also very, very common uh, during this common time. Common law, um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they just got on like a house on fire. So they just saw said, "Let's just start a freaking business together." Uh, <laughs> So they had an uh, they had an inn or or a, an establishment called the Six Mile House, and it was called that because it was a uh, six miles from um... Charleston. Yeah. So they uh, so that's sort of where this story all happened. Both mm -hmm. the fake version of this story and the real version of this story. Right. We know for sure. Now Charleston was also a major uh, trading port for enslaved people that's as true. well. It was. It is probably relevant to the story. There was um, a lot of free people of color in Charleston at the time. Um, and mm -hmm. there, I believe, I don't want to misstep here, but I think what this podcast said that I listened to, the, the black population outnumbered the white population during the time of this, of Lavinia's existence. Um, though I In Charleston? In Charleston. But I'll be honest, oh. I, I, I sort of furled my brow at that fact, but um, it was definitely a popular location for people of color to move to, to sort of have a life in a city hub. But basically, it was a hub, and there were, there was really big for the wagon trade. So, you know, I, right. I, I use the word wagon to sort of illustrate what time period we're in. And there were, there were roving bands of, uh, of white men who robbed stage, what do you call them, stagecoach bandits? Uh, so highway robbers? Basically. Stagecoach bandits. That's it? Okay. I like the yeah, way that's No, I like that better. way better. No, uh, they were technically called highway <laughs> robbers. No, no, yes. no. What you said is uh, way better. <laughs> <laughs> and what they would do was if you were headed into the city to sell some shit, they would, they would pull you over and they would take it. Yes. If you were coming out of the city... With all the money you made from selling your shit, uh, they would take mm -hmm. your money. So, legend has it that that was all happening 
right outside of the city as the wagons were just shooting in and out of the busy town of Charleston. Mm -hmm. And Lavinia and her hot husband, John, had a um, an inn where you could take a load off and have yourself a night in to, to just relax from your weary traveling. And Lavinia had herself a little special potion in the form of, I believe it was oleander tea. Yes. So what she would do is you you would just you would come in uh, to get yourself uh, you know a, a whiskey neat, and she would talk to you and sort of she was a conversationalist, absolute conversationalist, and obviously a looker. So everyone wanted to talk to her. That's how this society has worked for eons. So you'd pull up a chair, and Lavinia would be like, uh, "Let me get you. You want some tea? Sure, of course you do. A pretty lady's offer." But it's to you. key. It's key. She would find out first if they were rich. If they would have anything on them. It wasn't uh-huh. just like she was strategic, which I, you know, makes sense for a, a woman killer. Which is also very easy to do as a pretty lady. <laughs> hey, so uh, how long are you going to be in town yeah. for? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you, what do, you do for Probably work? didn't take her long. How long have you been doing yeah. that? Um, yeah. you, you look like you have a nice big house. You got a nice big house? <laughs> Show me the picture of your house. Family? Are they home? <laughs> so, she would, so she would rob them dry. But first, she would give him the oleander tea, and this is where the story takes a takes a violent turn. She the tea would only put them to sleep. The tea wouldn't kill them. It wasn't poison, so to speak. Or I guess it has to be poison for them to sort of go to sleep. But um, then, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you're gonna drug someone, why not drug them to? Well, death? maybe she didn't. She didn't have that know how. Somehow, you know, she she only knew how to put the people to sleep. Mm, you think she didn't? She but that she is kind of dosage. crazy. Yeah, I know, she right? Can, uh, Just add more oleander, right? girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then somehow that tea that tea would put them to sleep, and then somehow she would crank a lever, and when they were asleep, and it would open up uh, to the basement where spikes were waiting for them. And then they... So their entire bed would, would yes, collapse into the basement. Now, that's one version, that's one version. Of, of the story. The, uh, and then also there's reports that she was like a violent, crazy woman, and she would crush skulls between her thighs, which, <laughs> which is I hilarious. love. <laughs> I wish that was the true story. <laughs> that's like, I mean, hamstring envy. Like, wait, which is it? Which is it, though? Is it Did the bed fall through <laughs> the floor, or did he, did he get his, his skull crushed by... And, and how does one skull end up between Lavinia's oh, thighs right. if she has given you a cup of tea and then sent you to your room alone? Right. Well, maybe she waits for you to fall asleep, and then she goes in and just does a little crusher. <laughs> but wouldn't that take the, take the fun out of it? I mean, I would assume if your thing is crushing skulls with your mm. thighs, that it's a, it's a very close crime to Sure. Fight. You know, like if you're going to strangle someone, not to say that I've ever mm. done that, but I, I would say if I were... Yeah. Uh, a strangler, mm-hmm. I, I would not want to strangle unconscious right, people. Right, there's no fun in that. I get it. But also, like, I think the worst part of this is that all I can picture in my mind is just the most low-budget, <laughs> non-union, regional theater production of, like, Sweeney Todd with, like, the lever uh-huh. and someone falling through onto, like, spikes. like, And they're like, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make their screams sound farther yeah, and farther exactly. away. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no not. version of this that they could have. Like, that would involve such engineering, where they could have just taken them out back and shot them if they really wanted to kill them right. and rob them. They didn't need to install. Like, why spikes. go into the business of robbery if most of your your gains <laughs> from the robberies is is going towards uh, engineering yes. budget for? I mean, that had to be expensive. 
and time consuming to yes. build. So that was happening or that was allegedly happening. And then the highway robbery was definitely happening. And s- well, there's also a third version of what happened okay. after they were mildly sedated mm. by Lavinia's weak ass Oleander <laughs> T. The third version of the story is that John would then go up to the room and stab them. Oh, to OK. Well, that's actually the most believable. That makes sense to me. I mean, it always <laughs> makes sense to me also when a man is more violent than a woman. Well, men do tend to commit the more uh, physical Men do tend uh, to kill, crimes. period. Yeah. So then uh, tomfoolery was happening, whether, however it happened. Tomfoolery was definitely happening on the outer skirts of town. So this guy in town, ta- or they send a, a, a mob of people to go and figure it out and, and get it settled. So they go mm-hmm. to the five-mile house, not Lavinia's, which is the six, the five. And they're like, what's going on here? And then they burn it to the ground. <laughs> they burn five down. Yeah. As, as roving bands of, of white men out for yes. vengeance tend to yes, do. Yes, as they're as See, they're they did it do. at the Capitol, right? They tried <laughs> oh, to yeah, the fires. Par- they set two pipe bombs. Oh, my God. The modern parallels. They just, it writes itself. So then they move on. They're like, let's go to the next mile marker. And they go there, and I guess Lavinia, and um, she also has a gang of people <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. Lavinia and John were allegedly the, the ringleaders of a large gang that apparently whenever you came to the end and uh, they were like, sorry, we don't have any rooms left or we only have two rooms left. I, I think it's because all of the other rooms were being occupied by, their, by the rest of their by gang. Their, by their f- friends, by their pals. So, yeah, I can only imagine this group of white guys with with bloodlust shows up to, to mile house six and Lavinia's like, guess what the mm-hmm. fuck is up? I also have a gang and we're going to fuck you up. So they try to burn it down. I think they're unsuccessful. Didn't work. They got they got chased, they got chased out. out. But they, they did leave away. one guy to still watch over things. Dave. Yeah, so this is Dave or David Ross. Dave, David Dave, Ross. Just, it's, always, it's always Dave. Is it poor Dave? Which I, I mean, I don't get that. They were like, they're being run out and they're like, David, can you stay <laughs> and watch over things? Yeah. What? <laughs> so they beat the shit out of David Ross, obviously. Right. And they're in his report, David. David. It is said that Lavinia choked him <laughs> and then put, put his head through a window, which is kind of so specific. I, I imagine it in my mind. It's like she's giving him a, what's it called? A slushy when you dunk someone's head in a toilet, but it's through a window pane. <laughs> she's like, you like that? And is like punching in and out. Dave gets away. I, I'm assuming through the window, <laughs> the rest of yeah. the way through the window. Yeah. He limps away and I guess walks <laughs> six miles back to town and he puts in a report. Uh-huh. Um, but then... And this is another guy. But this is again where the the story and and what actually happened. There's two different versions of Mm -hmm. this. The guy's name is John Peoples. The legend says that he walks in for a drink and he's like, Is there any room? And she's like, No, but she's like, you know, doing her whole rigmarole of seeing if he's rich or not. And then she serves him tea. He doesn't like tea, but he doesn't want to be rude. So while her back is turned, he throws out the tea. And then she, you think, what did he do? He dumped it in a plant. What it's the you, classic. It's the classic move of when somebody gets you a shot and you do not want that shot of tequila in your system whatsoever. You dump it in the plant that just happens. To yeah, be it's there. like straight out of Emperor's mm-hmm. New Groove. It's a cloud of <laughs> a, a cloud of smoke puffs up, 
And he's like, hmm, that's weird. Anyways, and then she's like... She's like, aren't you getting sleepy? And he's like, no, She's like starting to yawn to try to make him yawn. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, actually, turns out we do have a room. So I guess she's just waiting for this Oleander shit to kick in. Uh-huh. And she gives him a room, but he, Johnny, Johnny Peebles, is spooked. He can, like, tell something is off. So he doesn't sleep in well, the bed. Well, because her husband, mm. also named John, ha- has been, like, giving him weird looks all Yeah, night. yeah, yeah. He's like, my fingers itch, and he's, like, holding a knife. So Johnny Peebles doesn't sleep on the bed and sleeps on the chair nearby. And then the le- the lever lever goes. The- she cranks it. Yeah. In the middle, middle of the, of the night, night, he's he's just jolted awake by the loudest noise he's ever heard in his life, which happens to be a yeah, bed falling And he's like, the is this a non-union production of Sweeney Todd? <laughs> he jumps out of the window and goes all the way to town and reports it. So now they have two accounts against this, this uh, infamous house. But what actually happened, or that was the fake version, the, the quote-unquote real version is that John Peoples comes up right almost the same day and within a few hours of the when they beat the shit out of David Ross, they beat the shit out of him too. Because <laughs> they at that point they were like just excited. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to I wouldn't touch that that six mile house with a ten foot pole when they were like, I think they were just like it was fight club. <laughs> it was fight club day. <laughs> he rode up on the tail end and they're like, Oh, well, we just got a second win. So <laughs> So yeah, either way, John Peoples also goes back to town and then he talks to the sheriff and he's like, shit is getting real at Six Mile House. Apparently, there had been rumors for a long time about this, an unnamed gang of marauders. (laughs) And nothing could be done about it because no one ever had any names. Mm. So once Dave and John got to town and started naming names the sheriff right. was like okay i guess we can do something now because right. I, you know even in these days the cops didn't do their job well that's what i was about to say like, well uh, and this is where the story gets we're not gonna investigate no. well yeah two things it's a six mile house like if you really wanted to figure it out honey go the six miles <laughs> it's not that far uh, and and if even if you weren't sure which one it was you would only have to go through five other houses. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how many mile houses there were. Maybe it went all the way to 20. But they were six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is where the the police reports, I, I read somewhere that it said that the police reports are have differing handwriting on like all of them. So I would believe that some of the police reports were falsified. And that somehow they got a hold of John and Lavinia Fisher's names. Maybe it was literally John Fisher's uncle who didn't approve of their marriage, just wanting to stir the pot. Mm. That's a that's a conspiracy theory that I'm just going to insert into the ethers right now. That's actually believable. Yeah, I believe it. So anyways, the sheriff is like, great, now I have names uh, and I'd love to arrest someone. So today's the day. And he goes, and then they find all the bodies in the basement. Yeah, they just showed up, and uh, and apparently, they. So now it's it's making more and more sense that like uh, John and Lavinia were most likely. I mean, they could have been shady characters, but also on top of being shady characters, thoroughly fucking railroaded. Because like, first of all, who just piles up bodies in their basement <laughs> like that? Yeah, the smell, the smell alone. Not to mention yeah. the guilt. Hundreds of bodies. Come on. Say 10. Yeah, they would have They would have buried them. You only need 10 to get a conviction, <laughs> right? Or like five? Right. 
So they find the bodies and then they're like, okay, they are, you know, mass murderers. So we have grounds to arrest them. So that, I guess, didn't actually happen. But they were arrested initially for assault because they did. They did assault people. That's true. And robbery. Well, no, it was assault first. And then they eventually got uh, their conviction chain. Not conviction. uh, What's the word? They were charged with a couple things. Sure, yeah. It was a co- it was really a, a, um, a cocktail of a few of a few things. I imagine like assault assault with a deadly weapon and assault with an with the intent to kill. Eventually, they were charged with highway robbery, robbery which, which is worse. Is a capital offense. Uh, somehow, How, somehow it's worse than assault. So that gave them grounds to sentence them to death. Though uh, I will just say, well, first they first they searched their house, and when they quote unquote found all those bodies, they were like, "Okay, we have everything we need mm-hmm. here uh, for a conviction." And then they they burned the house. That's down. right, they did burn it down. That's the way. That's the way to deal with things. <laughs> After you're done with something, you burn it to the ground. Uh, it's said and done. Signs were delivered. This is all the evidence that yeah. we need. Give me a match. <laughs> yeah. um, and I will just say. The true fact is that they didn't find bodies, but they, they, on the estate or on the grounds, there were only two bodies were found buried. And it had probably nothing right. to do, I'm sure it was just, it was there when they got there. <laughs> I'm serious. I think there was, there no, was a this, man's body. These, these bodies in, in the yard came with the house. <laughs> well, it was unmarked graves. So uh-huh. it could have been, I don't know if they built the house. Maybe that was just buried way back when. Guess could have been. Anything. Can you tell that I'm on their side, 100? <laughs> percent I'm their lawyer. I would like to be on their side. Like I, I, after some convincing, I did come to be on Lizzie Borden's mm-hmm. side uh, because uh, if you get the chance to listen to the episode, Liz Stewart has a very convincing argument that uh, Lizzie Borden's parents were actually uh, abusive monsters, mm-hmm. and they they deserved to yeah. die. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm on the side of Lavinia because she lived perhaps most of her life as an enslaved woman. So she had mm-hmm. every reason to be angry and take it out on unsuspecting white men. I support her. Yeah. Also, I think if you if you live any amount of time as a slave and you you obtain mm-hmm. freedom, you should get whatever the fuck you want for free for Absolutely. The rest of your life. So <laughs> I I don't think it was robbery. If it is true that Lavinia Fisher was a slave, then those stagecoaches were just reparations. Yes, 100%. I, I hope that I'm right about that fact and that, that I'm not just like blackfishing a, a, a white woman's story. Well, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. Because there's no documentation to, to prove one way or the other. Yeah. So, uh, you know, before we get to their, their life in jail, part of the reason that this was probably an exaggerated story was because someone random that like was alive and and around at the time of all of this uh, hubbub wrote uh, a retelling of what happened in a paper and was yes. saying there were all kinds of skeletons on the ground and sort of spoke to Lavinia's villainous tendencies. I mean, even back right. then, I, I imagine it was probably so interesting to read when a woman went um, evil. Was this Peter Nielsen? Probably that you're it was like about, it was. was the, I remember else? him being Scottish. I don't remember his name. Okay, I think I think yeah. so. yes. Peter Nielsen yeah. wrote a book called Six Years Residence in America. Mm. He basically was like, I I was around. I saw the execution, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it turns out he wasn't even in America. Oh, at the time, he embellished the whole story. I mean, who wouldn't? 
<laughs> we've. I mean, you got to sell books, right? That's well, how you sell books. There's a really popular thing. These <laughs> things called uh, penny dreadfuls. Penny dreadfuls that uh-huh. they would sell scary stories, basically. It's a good show, by the way. Is it? Is that a show? Yeah. I've not heard of that. Penny dreadful. Look it up. I will. Uh, so yeah, it, it, you would make more money if you exaggerated the details. So of course he was like, there right. were one billion skeletons. Lavinia kind of like blood Twitter. in her eyes. Yeah, exactly like Twitter. <laughs> He was just trying to go viral. Yeah, sometimes you have to stretch the details. As a writer, I sympathize with him. I'm also an, I'm also his lawyer, by the way. So yeah, they got sentenced to ghost lawyer. How how about that for it? For yeah, a yeah, that sounds premise. like a pilot that doesn't get greenlit whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in jail, and this jail is actually against every odd the worst place on earth. <laughs> they always they apparently like always put too many occupants in it and the women in this jail were often um raped and were uh just you and and by other um people who had done i mean that just sounds like jail (laughs) but the thing is they would put they would put men and women in the same cell and the prison guards were also uh culpable for the assaults that were happening um it was all bad there were too many people it was also it, it doubled as a mental institution so okay. it's just like it's just trying to trying to be jail to be is bad. Obviously, this jail really it's just like bad. the cheesecake factory. Yes, exactly. Literally anything, just uh, a torture chamber. <laughs> so this, I think, also really paints the picture for why Lavinia ends up acting the way that she does. Right. So they were sentenced to death on the. They were going to be uh, both killed on the same day, but not before because they they sat in jail for a year. Well, it is said that. Lavinia and her husband were jailed together. They were cellmates. Yeah, they were. Now, uh, apparently at their sentencing, when they were sentenced to death, by the way, now this detail might also have been embellished, but it is said that when they were sentenced, um, he he says, you you can't execute me. You can't execute us. We're we're married. (laughs) She's a married woman. At the very least, let her go, right? And the judge was like, oh, okay. We'll just execute you first. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then she's not married anymore. Well, and there's also like <laughs> a lot of people. The 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 story version of this goes that he, when they first got like accused, blamed it all on her. Blamed every single, all thirty murders, all the bodies. He was like, "Yeah, it's all her. She's she's a crazy woman." That's crazy because I read the complete well, that's, opposite. But that was the that was like the the story that sold. Okay. History wasn't kind to John Fisher, but now we know him to be someone who actually really looked out for Lavinia all along and was like probably deeply right. in love with her. Yeah, he was he was a writer yeah. guy. Absolutely. You definitely want him in your corner. He gave everyone else up to try right. to get them to let her go. So they were they were in jail together. Now, it is impossible to tell which details are are to be believed and which ones right. are not. Because you have this side of the story that says this was a literal crazy house. It was a jail slash institution slash, uh, what, deli slash. <laughs> you have other stories that are like, it was really easy to get out of this place. Yeah. Super easy to escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, may as well give now, it was a that try. Because it was so crowded and they were understaffed. <laughs> Probably. Or we're like, what's what's the deal? Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they were initially put in a, I read that they were in a. A really small cell, and then they got moved to, like, a bigger cell that was just objectively easier to escape from. So I think they saw their chance, and they were uh-huh. like, yeah. And they literally did it just like the freaking cartoons. Like in cartoons. Tying linens yeah. together. 
which I guess, yeah, they maybe the guards just didn't see them tying their sheets together. And it literally <laughs> worked. John was able to escape from the window and some other guy that was in their cell with them. Right. And then the linen broke and then they left Lavinia upstairs. upstairs. <laughs> and John refused to leave. Yes. Well, one version of it is that, that he did abandon her. And then the other version. Who's telling this? I know. This is, look, <laughs> this is what I heard. They're like, so the legend goes, either he, he left or he stayed. <laughs> and then they got back together or they didn't. Yeah, exactly. Literally. That's, there's, there's two sides to the story at every turn. But yeah, I will believe, since I'm on their side, that he stayed around the jail and he was just like hiding out. And he could have literally like, he could have been in another country, you know. But mm-hmm. he stayed around and he uh, tried to basically crowdfund enough to bribe a guard to let Lavinia out. And how do you how do you go about crowdfunding as as a felon? When as a as a convict, uh, or what do you what do you call a what do you call a person who they're they're currently looking for? Uh, there you, is a word for that and it is escaping me. When he was found, they found him with a few like shillings, <laughs> pieces of gold. Uh-huh. He really gave it a go. Um, but he he Maybe he was busking, what was yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And yeah, he didn't quite make, meet his goal, so um, they did. He didn't. He didn't cut it. So they did throw him back in jail, and then uh, the the jig was up. My favorite part of the story is that Lavinia, until the day she died, was convinced that she was not going to be executed because she was hot, and it's very yes. rare that hot women yes. are executed. And and this goes back to the, our very first comment about her. There was a group of white women in Charleston petitioning for her to not be executed. They were like having words with the sheriff department or with the executioner, I'm not sure, saying that white women just don't get executed, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's what they were like, especially by hanging, which was the which was the plan, or I guess the only way people were The executed. least glamorous way to be executed, it, I It guess. was a way of execution that was, at the time, only associated and reserved for people of color or underclassmen. So it was considered very out of the ordinary for a white woman to die this way. And their worry, they weren't actually looking out for Lavinia. Their worry was that it would set a precedent for white women to come. So, so that they, they in the future yeah. could not All get away with murdering All of them clearly had husbands. done a crime. <laughs> and they were like, listen, <laughs> she can't die this way. <laughs> um, no reason. No reason, no reason at all. But um, could you just sort of um, just make it a rule? That's why. Uh, so, so this is where it came up that it was like maybe I, I, I maybe if, I don't know if the sheriff had this proof, but she was potentially not white. She was probably someone of mixed race uh, and was white passing, mm-hmm. or else the white women would not right. have sort of rallied behind her and with with such fervor and allyship. Mm-hmm. And what year did women get the vote? By the way. <laughs> Um, They're like, we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. First. First, don't let us be executed. <laughs> so there was a pre they they had a little they had a little priest assigned to them to sort of show them the way of the Lord to hopefully repent for right. their sins and mistakes. Which is which is which common, was yeah, par for uh, the course. When one is, is going to be And executed. Hot John was all about it. John was like, Hell yeah, if this will somehow get me pardoned, maybe sure. Well I yeah, praise praise the Lord. We I'm sorry, forgive me. <laughs> Lavinia, not into it at all, which sort of only perpetuated the, her rep- reputation for being uh, a bad girl. She would like reportedly like just be distracted the whole time while she was with the priest. And if there'd be so much as like a noise, she'd be like, oh, who's there? What's that? <laughs> 
just convinced that it was like her, um, someone coming with like a par- her pardon, her pardon papers. papers. Yeah. 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 As if they had a lawyer, which they didn't <laughs> until now. <laughs> now their, their execution, uh, was, uh, a, a big deal mm-hmm. as executions were. And there was always an audience. Yeah. And, uh, John took advantage of of the audience that was gathered for the execution and I guess vacillated between uh, pro- proclaiming his his innocence and asking uh asking people to help mm-hmm. him. If I were in the same position, I might also forget my lines. <laughs> now Lavinia the entire time was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. I'm not literally rolling her eyes at the whole process. But even to this point, still, she was like, we're going to be saved. And this is a a cute detail Uh from the fake version of the story. Everyone thinks that she was executed in her her wedding dress. Even though her house burned down. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Immediately after being arrested. Also, where would one get access? It's not like they're like, hey, your execution date is coming up. Uh, what do you want to yeah, wear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get choice choice of garb. But also, she never she never <laughs> got married. She didn't have a wedding. And back then, right. I'm pretty sure people didn't have white wedding dresses. Or or they would just choose their, oh, their really? best. They would choose their best dress. It wasn't like. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so. But the story was that she chose her wedding dress because she thought she would get forgiven easier. Like, you'd never execute a white woman in her white wedding dress. But they were pro- I think they were just wearing white right. or whatever they b- wore in jail. Like prison clothes? I yeah. don't know. What are they? Did they wear that stripey, that stripey get I mean, up that, that they wear in cartoons? Yeah, I don't know. What would be pretty iconic if she was in her wedding dress and he was in a tux. And that's where the wedding cake topper <laughs> came from. It was the bride and groom standing together yes. at the top of the gallows. Yes, exactly. So yeah, the wedding dress thing is kind of iconic to me, even though it's probably not true. Oh, it's 100% not true. <laughs> Now, what is true, though, is the moment of truth arrives, yeah. right? And the priest is like, hey, this shit's really going to happen. You, This is your last you chance. You want me to? I can pray last with you. Last chance, bitch. You want to pray with you? Come on. You want me to pray with you? She was like, I don't give a fuck about heaven, but if anyone has a message for Satan, let me know, bitches. I'll give it to him. And then she jumped. Allegedly. Yes. She jumped. She didn't wait. She didn't wait for, for them to, to pull the... Which, um, lever thingy. You know, who knows if John went first? Because I guess technically they were supposed to kill him first so that she wouldn't be married. Yeah. Um, I do want to Google the actual words that she said. Oh, the actual words that she says is, if anyone has a message for the devil, give it to me. I'll deliver it. Oh, interesting. Or, yeah. depending on who you ask, for I will be seeing him in a moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then jumped off and killed herself. She had to be like dragged up to the gallows. They obviously she was not happy to right. be there. Instrumenting. John literally walked up. He was like, "Yeah, I've been preparing for this. Like, I'm I'm all good with God." He gives his forgiveness speech. She's like, "I would never uh, ask for forgiveness. Uh, I haven't done anything wrong." And then um, some people say that they they both got killed at the same time. Some people say she jumped first. Mm-hmm. Some people think that he was killed first, so that it was still lawful that they were killing her. The sad, the scariest thing to think about. Well, some people say that she died instantly, and others people say other right. people say that it took fifteen minutes for her to die, which would seem more yeah accurate. Yes, it's it's a horrible way to go, from what I hear. She was twenty eight. Now, a newspaper wrote about this. It's it's funny that there were newspaper <laughs> articles about the execution and about the case. Yeah. But what is what's up with these journalists that none of these articles? had enough information to get 
a solid account of what actually happened. Right. They all had a different story. I guess just, again, to sell papers, the media has always been the same. They're like, but what was she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of the way she, she, she went? I think she probably did scream that out because that seems to be the thing across the board that is not right. contested. I mean, it, it would make sense that if from the beginning she felt that she didn't really do anything wrong, right? that she, she would was being blamed for first take her life into her own hands. Yeah, her last moment of sort of having power over other people. But she did, her and John were sort of being blamed for something that her, like maybe her, but also like her whole gang of people did it. You know, like they also mm -hmm. committed. The and everyone else was uh, let go, right? Yes. Which doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense. And because he gave them up. Unless the reports were falsified by his uncle. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that they got no leniency if they no. uh, allegedly provided details that would Yeah, that's like the age-old way to get out of it. A bunch of other people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she, and, and not to mention she had spent an, uh, a year in the worst place on earth at the city jail. So I'm sure mm -hmm. she was raring to go. I, I don't know. I think that, that right. her final words were probably her final words. I'm going to stand by that. And I agree. If there's anything about the story <laughs> that's true, it is yeah. the last five seconds of the movie. And also, she still haunts the jail to this day. Which I will believe, I believe it. if you can send 100 people there and ask each of them whether they saw a white lady or a biracial-looking lady. <laughs> How white was she? <laughs> Offer her some Starbucks. See if she takes it. Yes. <laughs> Tell her that you're taking her to speak with the manager. See if she <laughs> follows you. <laughs> That's how you'll be able to tell. Yeah, sort of see... Who the real Lavinia was. Right. I would love for her to just be a basic, basic white girl. Just like at the <laughs> at the city jail, just like on Instagram vibing. Make, making TikToks. Making TikToks. Yeah, she's also Gen Z on top of that. Or she's just like, so... she's just, she like you turn the corner and she's like in a white dress and she's like, does this make me look fat? And John's so in the corner funny. like, ugh. He's over it now. He used to be in love with her, but they've spent centuries in the afterlife together. And he's like, it's 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 the flame has died. Um, but yeah, people like take tours <laughs> of the city jail, I guess, in, in Charleston. And everybody uh -huh. gets like scratched, which is which is which is sort of white girl behavior. That's that's it. That is the story. The many stories, the many faces yeah. of uh, Lavinia Fisher, the alleged first female serial killer in America. The definitely hot girl of serial killer history. That didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's allegedly she, a murderer. She, was she is so definitely hot. hot. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. People are like, yeah, mommy, crush Absolutely my head. crush my head with your thighs. Yeah. <laughs> Do it to me. They were asking for it. That's what she, that's what she, those were her last <laughs> words. They were asking for it. We both enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah, what do you have coming up that you might want people to know about? I have a I have a series called Ghost Town the Series on YouTube that they can watch. It's not really coming okay. up, it, it already exists. Okay. And other than that, they can follow me on Instagram, if you can even believe it. <laughs> I'm on social media. Okay, what's your what's your handle? My handle on Instagram, on Instagram and Twitter is at Savannah D E S O, which is the first four letters of my last name. Nice. Okay. Well uh yeah, check out check out the series. Follow yes. Savannah on the gram. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. This you. was fun. I so enjoyed it. That was it. 
That was episode 64. If you want to send me an email, if you have a suggestion of someone you want to hear us talk about on the show, or suggestion of someone who you want to hear on the show, let me know. You can send that to wwkpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we talk about living murderers a lot. If you are one of them and you want to send an email, clear up some details, maybe provide some intel, yeah, get out that, uh, that burner, that contraband burner, and send me an email. Other than that, hey, don't forget to leave a rating. Don't forget to leave a review if you haven't done so already. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>